In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be discussing the thrashing of Atalanta. We'll be previewing the upcoming game against Torino, this week's Moji, Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Attenzione, Ronaldo salta anche Marchegiani e mette dentro 3-0. Andiamo il principe, entra in aria, è solo, il tiro, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol, è gol. Torna Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo. E lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti. La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter, l'Inter vince. E Dillo, campione d'Europa, campione d'Europa. Bentornati, benvenuti uh, to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host Nima Tavalli Rudsari and I'm back from the Middle Ages, uh, which is the reason why we didn't record Studio Inter last week as I had a broken phone and a internet service that decided not to provide internet, which makes recording of these things when everyone lives in the four corner of the world four corners of the world very, very difficult. But now we're back, everyone's got internet, everyone's happy, and I'm really happy be, uh, to be joined today in this, in this celebratory uh, uh, episode with uh, the King of the Frog, the president of the Canadian April Summers fan club, Mr. Mac DeLuca. <laughs> hey guys, how are you? I'm good, how have you been? You've been good? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we all uh, were wondering how Inter would uh, bounce back uh, from the Roma defeat, and uh, <laughs> pretty emphatically uh, would be the would be the answer. Yeah, so great. We we got a we 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 got a we got a reply. All right, they they replied. <laughs> we got an answer. Right, uh, and also uh, joining us, uh, coming back from his uh, brief visit at the Donald Trump Spa at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, <laughs> Mr. Mohammed Nassar. <laughs> <laughs> You're really not going to let this go until I actually make a visit there, huh? are you, Nima? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's all fun and games and laughter until someone gets shipped away and then, uh, who am I going to call? I can't reach you because your internet's not working half the time, so... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, brilliant. <laughs> And we're also joined by uh, CalcioMercato.com and ESPN's FC's interblogger, Mr. Eduardo Dalmonte. How are you, Eduardo? Oh, very well, thank you. How are you guys? And yeah, over the moon after yesterday. And uh, oh, oh my God, I still can't kind of. I get the feeling it's an acid flashback. Still, it's like, were really <laughs> seven goals? You were like, what? Yeah, so over the moon. You, you, well, I know you were out and you live in London, so acid flashback, maybe, maybe that actually happened. Who knows? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, let's get to it. Uh, as Eduardo alluded to, Inter scored seven goals uh, against uh, uh, Atalanta side that were bef- supposedly uh, Inter's one of the biggest rivals for, uh, for Inter, for, the, for European football and for the Champions League. Uh, but after having watched, uh, after having watched that, it's, it's, I think it's safe to say uh, that uh, although Atalanta have performed brilliantly, they won't really be uh, hunt, uh, be in the hunt for the Champions League places at least. But before we get to any of that, I just got a couple of stats I want to read read to you guys because yesterday was historic in so many ways. Um, Inter scored their first five first half scored five first-half goals for the first time since 1964. Atalanta conceded five goals in the first half for the first time in their Serie A history. Atalanta conceded seven goals in the Serie A for the first time since losing 7-2 to Inter in 1990. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and Icardi scored the fastest hat-trick, not in terms of like when when the game started, but in terms of the dis, 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 difference of uh, distance of time between his first goal and his third goal, nine minutes. That is the fastest hat trick anyone has ever scored in Inter's history. 
Let's start with Mauro Icardi. We, we had a debate on this show about the, his doubters. Do you think they will shut the hell up now, Eduardo? Well, they, they kind of haven't. Um, there was still sort of some chipping away yesterday uh, on a couple of websites that I like to frequent, a couple of forums that I really like. But um, it was kind of like, oh, man, yeah, it's, I'm not quite sure how to describe it, simply because I do feel that with him, there's a couple of things that we've got to talk about. And basically, on one level, it's personal, because it's true. I don't think any of us will ever have the same image of him since all of our Wondergate stuff. And I mean, the second is that I don't think a lot of us kind of, at least people who are against Icardi, they're expecting like players to run and to sort of spend their entire game sort of putting the same amount of effort Ed and Jacko puts into it. And I'm not exactly sure that's very healthy because Jacko doesn't look anywhere near as sharp as Icardi generally does in the box. He scores, well, not the same amount of goals anymore because I believe Icardi's overtaken him. But he's had at least twice as many shots on goal. So... And this is the thing, Icardi has helped Inter pull the rug from under, some, underneath some teams in a very sort of brutal fashion. It happened against Lazio in December in the Serie A, and now it's happened again. Like, Atalanta looked perfectly in this game, and then all of a sudden that guy just goes in and scores three times, and it's over, completely over. In nine it's, minutes, it's, in nine yeah. minutes. I mean, that is insane. I, I don't think it's actually possible to score three goals faster than that. No, it, it's absurd. Of course. <laughs> Of course, our friend uh, Galliani reacted to the Barcelona PSG game by saying, three goals in eight minutes? That had never happened before. And it's like, oh, oh really, my dear friend. <laughs> it's simple. Cough, cough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, but, Mohamed, I mean, you, you were really positive after the Roma defeat when I was ranting away like a, I don't know, like, a, like, an, in, like an insane man. And you were, you were really positive and said you weren't that worried. But I'd like to say that, uh, although you were right, wouldn't you say that reverting back to the four-man defense, playing the 4-2-3-1, and get, getting back to basic to what we're good at is probably the main reason why Inter scored 12 goals in two games? Yeah, look, so uh, I think what, what I said about the Roma game uh, was uh, Pioli uh, had an idea. He tried to go out and execute it, and it didn't work out, and, you know, Shit happens sometimes, and honestly, it's a hallmark of a good manager when he realizes that uh, stuff isn't working out. So, whether it's the the three or four man defense, I think it's uh, the 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 key change is always Gagliardini and Condogbia. If you're able to find the module that gets the best out of these two guys, I think everything else sort of fixes itself by itself. Whether it's Raúl Mario or Banega. Of course, uh, Banega had two blinders of games in the last two games, but whether it had been João Mario or not, whether it had been Eder or even instead of Icardi, maybe we'd have scored three instead of instead of seven. But I think the key, finding uh, finding the right way to to use Condogbia and Gagliardini, and with the three-man defense, Gagliardini was just not in his pace, and so Condogbia was not was not performing at his peak either. So yeah, I mean, I think I think that has been the key, but but as a direct consequence of the fact that the midfield sorted itself out. I couldn't agree with you more there. I think Gagliardini and Condogbia together. I mean, think of it. These guys are only 22, 23 years old, and they complement each other so brilliantly. And they're so big, they're strong, they're they've got a good read of the game. Gagliardini's got a good shot on him. Condogbia uh, is a. I mean, both of them are, have, are you know are brilliant. Tacklers, uh, box to. I mean, what what midfield have we got here? I mean, we've just solved the midfield situation for the next decade. Uh, and, and also, <laughs> I mean, but seriously, I mean, they're so young, and I mean, hang on to these guys because they're amazing. And together, I mean, remember when we were talking about Kondogbia that you and I, Mohammed, were saying that unfortunately we we like him, but unfortunately he will leave. I mean, who, it, it just goes to show how much a good manager can do. And Pioli is clearly a great manager, so you know, kudos to him for getting him going. And also, we've got to talk about this. D'Ambrosio and Ansaldi, especially Ansaldi. Ansaldi, I mean, yeah. Ansaldi yesterday, an yeah. animal he was. I mean, he, he yeah. just completely covered the entire left flank, allow, allowing Perisic to maraud down the left side. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, what's his name? Um, whose name eludes me now? He, he's going to have nightmares for a long time about Perisic. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Conti. Conti, thank you. That's the one. But um, uh, but but having said that, uh, I mean, every everyone had a great game. But uh, Max, I want to hear. I want to pick your brain about this regarding Kandreva because I thought he was brilliant yesterday, but still, it annoyed me that he makes these silly mistakes, like simple, he, he, he does all the difficult stuff, but he, he, he can't seem to do the easy stuff. And that kind of made me think about what you used to say about calling him Guarin, or like he reminded you of Guarin. Yeah, I uh, tweeted in the first 10 minutes that uh, we should ship him off to Chelsea at halftime. But uh, <laughs> he ended up having a good game, though. Um, <laughs> we have a big decision to make because Banega has been incredible the last couple of weeks. So we can't put Tim back to the bench, but we can't leave Joao Mario on the bench either. So I would like it if Pioli would replace Kendreva with, with, with Joao Mario, but he doesn't seem to be going in that direction. Um, Kendreva made me yell twice during the game because he had two chances to send a Cardi all on yeah, his own and he messed yeah. up both of them. I <laughs> me was like, too. Oh, come on, Kandreva. It's just a simple pass and he, exactly. and he just couldn't do it. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Th- those, two, those two examples are exactly the ones I wanna ref- that I'm referring to, which made me scream. And, it's, and it, it feels kind of harsh that he's done two assists uh, and a hockey assist, you know, like the second pass, which he did in the corner for Icardi's, uh, uh, Icardi's uh, hat-trick. And yet, right. yet, we're screaming at him. Inter are leading 5-1 uh, in half time, <laughs> and we're screaming at him. I mean, yeah. I, I know that we have a lot to demand, but at the same time, don't, do you th- I mean, I don't think that the criticism against him is unjustified. Oh, definitely not. Uh, and uh, if Chelsea want to pay $30 million for him, let's do this. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to escape that conclusion. I, I'm going to be honest. As guilty as I would feel... Uh, yeah, there, there are moments in which he's infuriating. And in fact, I say moments. It's been happening for weeks, and I wrote a piece before the game criticizing him. And then he comes out and kind of does, oh, has a really good game, but also, yeah, does those things that are literally like, mate, what are you doing? That first one where he could have just sent <laughs> yeah. a card, he threw on goal, and he, it's, I don't know, I think there's like one of the old Pro Evolution games has like one of the stats that's called, I think it's decision-making ability. His is like, he's got really good skills, really good everything, and then that is like low. Because there are moments when he shoots, when he should cross, and he crosses when he should shoot, and you're just... It is, yeah, hair-ripping kind of material, to be honest with you. What in I, I, I'm a silver linings kind of guy. I think, uh, <laughs> at this moment anyway, you know, uh, I, think, uh, I, I think the reason we get frustrated with Candreva is because he puts himself in good positions so, so frequently, so often. Yeah, and it's a, num- it's a numbers game, you know. So he, he he's definitely not, you know, he doesn't have the golden touch. He's not uh, Ronaldinho cutting in from the left wing. Uh, <laughs> so so it's 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 going to be hit or miss with him. But he hits more than he misses. I feel like and 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 I find that you know while Guarín would Guarín would single handedly ruin a, a team attack, he oh. our frustration with Condreva generally happens when. You know, it's it's uh, two on one with Icardi, and he misses the last ball. Mm. He, he, like he he doesn't ruin a progression of play as much as he does like li- these little fuck ups. And and he's a smart guy. He never gets caught with the ball. Rarely gets caught with the ball in his half. I don't know. I think he's 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 more consistent than he is inconsistent. So I I got a love a, a lot of love for Kandreva at the moment. I don't know. Yeah, it seems a little nitpicky that. Uh, we're kind of, uh, I don't know, not happy with his performance. But I'm going to go one further here. This is, I mean, we won 7-1. It was a dream result. But this, this moment just kind of summed up uh, how I feel about Kandreva. It's, it's 6-1. Uh, Benag is on a hat trick. He scored a free kick uh, last week against Caleri. And he's ready to take this free kick. And did you see Kandreva, the argument yeah. they had? Like, yeah. And Kandreva looked like he was going to cry at one point. So right before Benaga took the free kick, he, he had this look on his face like a seven-year-old kid who wasn't allowed to get candy at the candy store. And then Benaga went up and put it in the bottom corner. But I was like, come on, he's on a hat trick. Like, that's just that's the sort of stuff that bugs me. It's not rational or logical. It just, it just bothers me. 
Uh, and it ended up penalising him at Lazio, didn't it? And he is 29. Or is he yeah. only 30? Yeah, he's 29, I think. I think so, anyway. Yeah, he's born 1987. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's quite just turned... He's got 87 on his back, so no, he, he doesn't... He yeah, doesn't, he'll turn... Oh, 28th. The 28th of February, he'll turn 30. Oh, so he's he, already turned. Oh, no, he's already... Fir- sorry, yes, he's already turned. Oh, dear God. Am I back in time? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can we you, I guess. We have doubts about you, despite a good game. <laughs> if we're uh, if we're uh, being nitpicky, then I'd like to raise uh, my uh, often often raised point of uh, contention. Yes. Here it comes. <laughs> Samir Handanovic. Ooh. I've said it many, many times. This guy annoys the fuck out of me. If you go back to minute number seven. It's the quintessential Handanovic uh, screw-up, brain freeze. Uh, I think it was Papu Gomez gets the ball on yeah. the 18-yards, uh, off on the bit, uh, bit of the uh, bit towards the left-hand side, and he shoots across Handanovic's uh, goal, while Handan- like a low ball, and Handanovic is flat-footed and just gets caught as the ball flashes across the, the far post. And he freezes, and he always does this. At this, this particular shot, he, he's always susceptible on this particular shot. Flat-footed, doesn't react, a low ball cutting across him. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. But it really know, drives me nuts. I know it does, and, 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 I, and I didn't say anything mm. yesterday when you told me that, because I wanted to ask you this on air. But, but uh, I'm going to play a little bit uh, devil's advocate here. What's the point of him throwing himself when he's literally on, on the other side of the goal? Like, he was... He was almost because he's he's, conce- he's conceded these goals like twenty times. He, he's it's not that he didn't. It's not like he looked at it and and said like, all right, this ball isn't going in, so I'm, I'm not gonna I'm gonna conserve my energy. He just doesn't know how to react to these balls. He he can't react. He doesn't have like something in his brain doesn't register, and he doesn't, his <laughs> muscles don't react fast enough when the ball comes across him <laughs> on the ground. This has happened so many times. It's true, yeah, right? It's true, it's yeah, true, yeah. It's true. I want to do a YouTube compilation of the of the goals that he's conceded. I yes, reckon, like, do it, do it, do it. That would be that. Yeah. And this is us winning seven one, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> to everybody listening, we we won seven one. And oh, <laughs> oh boy, I mean, can I get back to? To Icardi, just for one yeah, sec. Yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. Because I, I thought it was a true captain's performance. Like, when he was taken down, clearly by the last defender, and no red card came, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Yep. But, uh, I mean, he took matters into his own hands after that. I thought it was a big middle finger to to the authorities there, like, just pouncing on the rebound with his left foot. Then the Panenka with his right foot. Then the header, all in nine minutes. I thought he led by example. And especially, <laughs> did you see when he, he went uh, and embraced Andrioli? Like, for me, yeah. he's, ter- yeah. like, he's turned those, that's the sort of things that Nettie would have done. That's the sort of thing um, previous inter-captains would have done. So all the, like, he gets treated by a pariah, by some of the press and some, some of Interisti even. And I just think he, he's, on his way to becoming a good captain. I just want to put that in there. I agree. How about agree. when uh, when he no was going to get subbed off? You could have uh, you could tell that he was quite pissed off, and he went and you know he he was quite uh, solemn. I think he wanted to get the fourth, and he uh, shook Palacio's hand. And then uh, as he was walking off, I could see like he, there was this point in time, uh, like for a split second, like. He was thinking to himself, should I sit on the bench and sulk or should I go and shake Pioli's hand? And Pioli was not looking at him. Pioli was looking at him. And he actually went up to Pioli himself and shook his hand and then went to sit down. I thought that too was like a great sign of maturity. Okay. I agree, yep. He still wants to go out there and battle despite being four goals and no, six goals and having scored three himself. And he's still responsible enough to go and shake the coach's hand. I mean, the players looked so hyped after that second goal. They were all hugging Andreoli. That's a group mm-hmm. right there. That's a squad. And that's a team rather than a squad, I would have said. There are pictures in which it kind of looks almost like a movie compilation, like, these guys are going far. Because they were literally all hug- huddling together. It was <laughs> a far cry. A far cry from, I think, I actually think I, um, I believe it was BT, it was Bean Sports commentary would have said, well, I think the last time Icardi would have found himself in a similar situation was he was taking that penalty against Gagliari back in, uh, back in uh, October. And the contrast from there is, uh, is, is, is shocking, really. It's striking, absolutely. And the San Siro. Yeah, that, I was just going to that. I mean, for me, it's like, 
it's, it's, I mean, his problem has not been with the fans as such, it's been with the Kurva Nord. And uh, the leader of the Kurva Nord, uh, he said something about him. Uh, I read something the other day about, uh, deliberately did not publish it on Simply Inter because I can't stand these people. Because, uh, I mean, they're, 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 you know, it's one thing to be a supporter and organize blah, 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 things for the fans, but this guy is not, you know, he's, he's, these guys are criminals and they have this kind of, this power over the clubs and the players that, that, is, that is prehistoric. It, does, it doesn't belong in the modern game and I, I just don't like it. And he was, he was banging on about how uh, we will, uh, you know, it's up to Icardi if he wants to be our friend and, uh, you know, he was the one who started this. And, and, and this is coming from like a 50, 60-year-old 60 60 year guy who... I mean, it's just, uh, it just pissed me off. So, no, I, like, oh my God, stuff. he just ignored us. He just ignored us completely. <laughs> How am I supposed to forgive that? No, yeah, you read that kind of stuff yeah. and you go, uh, it's precisely, it's precise, it, and it's like, you guys actually write, you know, sort of banners and posters and communiques that show quite a lot of skill. You go like, oh, like these guys write much better Italian than I do, and you go, with all that brain, and then you get annoyed at Maricardi or whatever, blah, 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 and you degenerate into VOC by throwing like a <laughs> motorbike onto a stage, or onto the, into the stadium. It's ridiculous. It's, it's completely... I agree. I agree. But I, I, just, I, I feel like I can't, I can't let this go without talking about Everbanega. I mean, that performance was the best individual performance I have seen since not just May 22nd when Milito scored twice because I think he had a better game in the first leg against Barcelona in the semi-final. I, in my opinion, that was, that was even better than that. His, as a, from an individual point of view, I'm not comparing the, plat, you know, the, the matches and, and the, you know, the, the timing and all that, which is, I mean, you can't compare it. You can't compare in either of those stages, Serie A league game versus Champions League semi-final. I mean, from an individual point of view, in, you know, Banega for for me was that that was that was he was he was magical. I mean, I wrote in my post post match op ed that the world's best player from Rosario, the for his first name yesterday was Ever, not Lionel, not Mauro, but Ever. <laughs> he was magical. What a performance! Not just for the three goals, not just for the two assists, but everything he did, the genius little flicks, the way he. You know, you know, the way he controlled the midfield, the way he got everyone moving. I mean, wow, wow, what a player. And if, I mean, he was brilliant against Cagliari and he was magical against Atalanta. I just, I mean, is this the real thing we're seeing or is this just like a tiny little burst and then he'll drift off into, uh, into anonymity again? What do you think, Mohamed? I don't know. I think it's a real deal. I think uh, I, I, I think we shouldn't worry too much about whether it's a real deal or not, or not as long as it's there somewhere. Uh, we've got, I mean, w- whether it's uh, João Mario or Banega on the pitch, we have we always have an amazing guy playing in that position. So what a what a like again, like we said, that what a time to be alive, you know. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. If it continues, then fantastic. If it doesn't, then we, we put John Mario on and we know we're gonna get a fantastic deal from him as well. So it, absolute masterclass from Banaga. And uh I feel like we need to give a shout out to to a friend of Studio Inter, Il Pazino, uh Twitter legend who's stood by uh Banaga's side all through because remember he, he started off while at Inter and then he had that dip in form and now he's uh I mean what a performance what can you say it's a 10 out of 10 absolutely yeah, that, that's the first time I'm funny you said that was the first time in my life that I've ever given a 10 to anyone it was the first time in something that we've ever given a 10 to anyone but I felt that I felt I found myself thinking looking for reasons not to give him a 10. And then I went like, fuck it, no, give him a 10, he deserves it. Why are you looking for like, reasons to not give him a 10? The man was brilliant, just give him a 10. You know, and, 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 and God, God, I mean, wow, wow. Uh, I, I thought it was magical. But, but, but uh, speaking of that, I just, I just once again, Kondogbia, I mean, I think he had, I mean, he had Frank Kessy so buried deep in his back pocket, I think that they're conjoined twins now. <laughs> I mean, this is... His best performance. I mean, it was fantastic. It was brilliant. I mean, I find myself looking back and thinking, I can't think of anyone who wasn't brilliant yesterday. 
And when was the last time we can say that about an Inter game? Exactly. Yeah. Condogbia. Yeah. Con, uh, I have written down in my notes from yesterday, Condogbia, destroyer of worlds. Like, that, was <laughs> okay. that was the best game in an Inter shirt. Yeah. I mean, I, what I don't a far think cry. Have you ever seen a guy do a, 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 a U-turn or 180 degrees in, in form as uh, drastic as Kondogbia? No. I, I've never seen this. Like I was from, just going to say, like from being on the fringes, basically the fringes of the team for not being able to follow simple instructions, uh, according to DeBoer, to, <laughs> yeah, destroy of worlds in, in, in less than three months, it's... Yeah, the contrast, it's, it's unbelievable. Cause and he can we still get better as well. It's incredible. Yeah, we thought he was going to go out on loan to a premiership team, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, now he's an integral part of uh, the Inter machine. And like Mo alluded to earlier, him and Gagliardini have a wonderful partnership. Like, their partnership has blossomed in a few months. And I mean, we're set for years to come, barring... Uh, a disastrous injury, and I mean, I can sleep well at night knowing that uh, uh, Gagliardini and uh, Condogbi are uh, in the midfield. They, they were incredible. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And you can sleep a bit better at night as well, knowing that because of our rich owners, one would hope that this team returns to prominence, and that there won't be any of this, oh, I'd love to play in the Premier League kind of nonsense. I mean, you can't guarantee it, and it's still a possibility, but you haven't got a Jamoke in charge like Tohir, who would, you know, set up immediately as soon as he got the chance. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Atalanta used to be our bogey team. I, I can yeah. safely say that we've exercised our demons from the last <laughs> five years in emphatic <laughs> he fashion. You can say yeah. that again. I mean, Arcadi hadn't scored against Atalanta since 2014, and then he goes and scores a hat-trick in three minutes. I mean, how, how, I mean, and, and, and also, I mean, what, we scored five goals in 17 minutes? I mean, what, what was that? What the hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, you know, the, you know, you wipe the floor and all that stuff is, is, is terms used around, but they're actually, as they say in Italy, asfaltati. They asphalted, yeah. they asphalted uh, Atalanta. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was. It was it was like one of those cartoons, you know, when like uh, Pink Panther gets run over by one of these cement trucks and is like glued to the <laughs> to the wheel. I mean, that's what Inter did to to to, to Atalanta yesterday. And, and speaking of Twitter legends, if you do not follow follow Dunia Interisti, you're not using Twitter right. He he his gifts. He became a trending topic yesterday in Italy due to his genius gifts. It is he is brilliantly funny. I'm just saying, do at Dunia Interista. Uh, he, I mean, as I said, he's not from Italy. He's from uh, he's from uh, Indonesia. But he makes gifts and come and and I mean, this guy has me on the floor. I I, I sometimes you know I, when I get notifications on my phone seeing it from him, I choose not to go because I know that if I go, I'm not going to be able to work for at least half an hour because I'm on the floor <laughs> crying. So I can really give a shout out, and I, I mean his his tweet about the the the, the gif the the gif he thing he did about how the Serie A, uh, <laughs> how the Serie A uh, gives Juventus special treatment has been, I mean it's been tweeted three retweeted three thousand times, and that's it's been trending in Italy. <laughs> that's I mean I just say go watch it. The guy is genius, very very funny guy, and and I'm looking forward to him and. Uh, Silvio uh, Berlusconi, as he calls himself on Twitter, uh, they them them going at it, at, uh, th- those two going at it ahead of the derby. It will be comedy. So I can really, 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 really uh, strongly suggest you guys to follow the, uh, follow those two. Right uh, before we um, uh, move on, I just wanted to say, uh, who do you guys think uh, uh, the Semprinter voter, uh, Semprinter voters, the Semprinter readers voted as Inter's man of the match? Uh, in their opinion, Mohammed. Uh, I think I I, uh, I know it's uh, Banega, no? Yep, it's Banega. Sixty-six percent. That's the yeah. highest. That's the highest. That's the highest number anyone has has won uh, won by so far. Uh, and um, uh, and second place is uh, Mauro Icardi. Uh, with 25% and Jeffrey Kondogbia 5.5%. So it was a pretty clear, I mean, those two were, to be honest, everyone was great, but those two were really 
on their own level. So, um, yeah, there's, there's not much to say there. Or, or you guys, or, is there anyone else you feel you want to give a shout out to that we haven't mentioned? Mo? Uh, Mo? No, I, I think uh, like uh, we we mentioned that Ansaldi and Ambrosio, I think they both were fantastic yesterday because, just because of how surprising they were. I mean, Ambrosio's been having a, a good run anyway, but Ansaldi yesterday was phenomenal. So yeah, props to all of them, really, the whole team. Max, what about you? Have you got anything you want to final thoughts on this historic win? I mean, it doesn't get much better than this, especially with Gasparini. Being the manager on the sideline made it doubly delicious. <laughs> it really was, though. It really was, though. Like, I, I, we never, we, you know, usually when we play other teams, uh, we rarely, like, we rarely publish what the, what the opposition coach has to say. But I made a specific point to translate and to publish what Gasparini said because I never wanted him. I never liked him. And to see Gasparini in pain... And to score seven goals against the third best defense in the Serie A up till that point, that is. Um, ah, my God. It was, uh, it, it, was, it was delicious, as you say, Max. It really was delicious. Uh, right. Um, we've, I'm going to introduce a new segment that we haven't had before. Uh, from, uh, from now on, after each end of each month, each of us is going to name what that person considers to be the last uh, play, uh, last, uh, the, uh, the, month, the player of the month of the uh, preceding month, uh, meaning uh, now that we're in March, we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to all name who we think uh, was the best Inter player in uh, February. And I thought I'd start with you, Max. Who was your favorite Inter player in, uh, in February and uh, why? For the month of February, I'm going to go with uh, the youngster Gagliardini. Just because of the seamless transition he's made from a mid-table club to one of the traditional big three teams in Italy, that's not easy to do. And Gagliardini, with only a handful of starts in, in Syria, I mean, he's made, the, like, I, like I said, it's been a seamless transition. He's hit the ground running. His vision and his passing and his intelligence in midfield has been something that Inter's been missing for a while. He's, he's formed this formidable partnership with uh, Condogbia. And you guys alluded to it earlier. When he's not, when we don't play the three-man back line, he, he's free just to create. And he's a box-to-box midfielder. And I love him. And I'm getting his jersey. And is, my daughter is too. And, I, yeah, I don't think he's been the best player in the month of February. But just... Being young and coming from a mid-table club, and just the transition he's made, he, he gets my vote. That's a very that's a very interesting uh, point. Yeah, uh, I, I, I can really I can definitely see what you're saying there. Um, what about you, Mo? Who was it for you? Well, I agree with uh, Max uh, Gagliardini is definitely one of the standout players. I also would like to give a shout out to uh, Perisic uh, with Icardi suspended. Perisic really stepped his game up, and he was the biggest threat that we had going forward. He has been absolutely phenomenal on, on uh, the left flank, uh, up and down all the way, tormenting uh, opposition defenders, scoring goals, assisting the whole, the whole package. And like, like I said, uh, especially in the absence of Icardi, he really stepped up and, you know, we didn't really, uh, like the team didn't miss a beat. So he's my player of the month of February. That's um, yeah. I, I I agree with both of your choices, but I'm actually um, gonna go with Samir Handanovic, and I'm not doing that to spite you, Mo. I honest to God, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not why. It's because I think I honestly think that if you look at February and the matches we had, I think he was our most consistent performer, and he actually came up with the goods. Um, you know. You can't blame him for the Roma game because I I don't I don't think you can blame him for that. Uh, but other than that, I thought he was he was brilliant, um, and I thought that he he kind of sa- saved us when we needed to be saved. Uh, I agree with you uh, in, when you say that um, when you what you alluded to earlier that it's frustrating to see a goalkeeper not even try to get it, if you know what I mean. 
and 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 I, I understand completely. But I think that in February specifically, I think away against uh, Udinese and, and and those difficult matches we had then, for me he he was great. I, he, he was he was he was exactly the kind of goalkeeper we needed, uh, exactly the kind of goalkeeper we 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 need to have if Inter are to uh, create this amazing comeback and uh, and to and, and and get to the Champions League. It's a really good show, Nima. Yeah, he was he was excellent. He was superb. Uh, are you are we still friends, Mo, or do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's no hate. I I, I th- look. We we spoke about uh, Handanovic in uh, great detail earlier. I think he's fantastic. Uh, he's a great goalkeeper for for the for the stage that we're in. I'm just saying that he's not the guy that's going to win us the Champions League or or the Scudetto. You know, so. Uh, that, that's that's my only problem with him. I think he's he's he saved our ass many many times. But my frustration with him is similar to your frustration with Kandreva, where Kandreva's output is always so positive, and it's just these occasional fuck ups just make me want to kill myself. But like exaggeration aside, I think he's 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 more than a capable goalkeeper, and and and, and I like him. It's just these things just frustrate me. I like, and I don't see why he doesn't improve this particular aspect of his game. It's this. One or two flaws, clear flaws in his game that he could work on and improve. That's it. But otherwise, yeah, no, no, lots, lots of love to Samir. Cool. Uh, I think Eduardo's having some difficulties. Um, is, is, uh, ah, it's his turn to speak, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Skype phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Eduardo. He, Eduardo's the one being shipped off to Guantanamo this week. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, with a name like Eduardo de la Monte, I don't think he's allowed access in, by the way. So, <laughs> Eduardo Bin de la Monte, maybe. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Osama del Monte. No, let's not. Uh, let's not. Let's not. Re- Let's move on before we all get shipped off to Guantanamo. You're scaring me now. Uh, let's uh, uh, and um, move on to the preview because uh, we got one game left in the month of March before a two-week uh, international break and April, which will decide the season. But before that, we have a little warmer upper uh, in one of the most difficult games of the season against a team that, offense attacking-wise, is a brilliant. Team, namely our former co- uh, our former player and assistant coach Mr. Sinisa Mihailovic and his t- uh, Torino, where there will be so many different ma- m- duels and matches within the match. I, f- I thought let's start with uh, uh, with the discussion: who is better, Gallo Belotti or Mauro Icardi? What do you think, Mohamed? Come on, no comparison. Velotti's mm-hmm. having one good season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Ikadi. Ikadi okay. is. Uh, Ikadi is is world class right now. Velotti. Mm-hmm. Velotti might be later in life if he continues. If he shows consistency <laughs> over two or three seasons. But at this point in time, there's there's no uh, no comparison. I think. Even though, I mean, when it comes to form, I think we can't really make much of a difference there because they both scored hat-tricks and they both... Although, I mean, Belotti scored his hat-trick uh, last week in eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Whilst, uh, Icardi scored his in nine minutes, but Icardi scored it against Atalanta, who is a much better team. So, you know, I think you can make these considerations back and forth. Um, what do you think? Uh, who's, the better, who, who's the better player uh, for you? Not, not generally, just this season speaking. Uh, uh, Max. Oh, it's Maurito for sure. Yeah. Come on, Nima. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. That's, that's like comparing your nana's pasta to like uh, <laughs> noodles from uh, an American <laughs> diner. Like, come on. <laughs> that is a brilliant, brilliant analogy. Comparing nana's pasta to noodle in a cup. Okay, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry I brought it up, okay? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, he sure told me. Okay, but what if we, what if we look at um, uh, Adam Jajic uh, and, and our former player, Adam Jajic, and one of my favorite players who I never, well, I feel really bad that he never really got, 
uh, let me, you know, that he, I feel I was really upset to see that he never really got going at Inter because he's because uh, I think footballing and tactic, you know, quality-wise, I think he's got it in him. Uh, he's, he's a favorite, he's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I think he's been brilliant, and I think he's been brilliant for Torino as well. But if we were to compare him with, say, he plays on the wing, uh, so let's compare. I mean, let's compare him to uh, 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 Antonio Candreva. Who's better in your? Who, who do you guys think is better there, Mo? So, uh, like you, I've got a lot of love for uh, Ljajic. I think uh, the guy technically has got all the fucking skill in the world, um, but but his head's not in the right place. Like he's uh, he's the opposite of Candreva. Uh, Candreva, oh yeah. Andreva can also fall out with coaches, but but he's not a hothead like Ljajic. Um, I think technically, skill-wise, over 90 minutes, uh, Ljajic can produce more magic, produce more uh, you know fantasy. But uh, I'll, I'll, at this point in time, I definitely take Andreva in terms of uh, solidity, tactical awareness. Uh, you know. Over the span of a season, I think Andreva will always average out higher than uh, than the IH. Fair enough. What about you, Max? What are your thoughts there? This is a difficult one. This is a good one, Nima. Um, Thanks. I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of biased against Kendreva. I don't know why. Like like you alluded to early in the show, he, he reminds me of Freddy Guarin, and he just drove me crazy. I'm going with uh, Lalic on this one. By the slimmest of margins. I, I got to say that I, 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 I think it's Candreva too, because, and for the exact same reason that Mo alluded to, that they're like kind of opposites, where Jajic has doesn't have the head, uh, Candreva has the head, but doesn't have the, like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're just, if they were one player, they would be amazing. That player would be amazing. Uh, so for, but for because of the fact that I like a little bit of consistency in my players, over the roller coaster that uh, that that you know an inconsistency that we've been we've been forced to watch as Interisti these past five years, I have to say Candreva because although Candreva, I mean just think about it. Sure, we've been we've been criticizing him for doing stupid you know making stupid mistakes. Still, guy does assists. I mean he's scored he's made loads of assists. His crosses are when he gets it right. It's it's. You know, you, you wanna you wanna turn it into. I mean, I, I for one at least wish that I could turn some of his crosses into statues and put them in museums for everyone to enjoy because they're that <laughs> beautiful. You know, so, <laughs> so I mean, it's and nice. I mean, I think uh, Kandreva is also tact- tactically far more uh, versatile. Like he defends more, he backtracks more, he 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 can play as wing back, albeit not very well, but he plays as, as wing back quite capably. Yeah, it would never play wing back. You can never yeah, like entrust him with any sort of defensive duties. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't defend. That's not. That, he doesn't roll that way. <laughs> That's not in his DNA. He's he's a number ten from the Balkans. He, he's like, you know, he, they don't. They there there are other people. The, the people who aren't as good, they defend. He jogs. <laughs> you guys are probably right. <laughs> But yeah, no, but it's a difficult one because I really I like Jajic and, and he's the, you know, I remember him, in, in, especially in Roma and Fiorentina, I thought it was amazing. But uh, he's an exciting player. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I got to agree with Mo there. I think Candreva, just, just by the neck, skin of his teeth, is a little bit ahead there. Okay. Who was um, it that he, uh, sorry, sorry, before we move on, who, who was it that, that, uh, that uh, which manager punched him in the face? Delio Rossi. Delio Rossi. I was in Italy. I was in. That Italy was surreal. Watching, <laughs> yes, it was. I was in Italy watching the game in a bar, and all of a sudden they go clamoroso, and they turn and they show Delio Rossi <laughs> and Adam Jajic. I mean, mm. apparently Adam Jajic in, in, insulted his mother or something, and Delio Rossi went all in on Adam Jajic. I mean, that was disgraceful. That was something out of. Uh, Jerry Springer or Jeremy <laughs> Kyle, that shit. That was trailer yeah, park shit right there. Very entertaining, however. Very entertaining, but still trailer park trash all the way. Crazy. Um, one more match in the match, which I think will be kind of important. <clears throat> Gagliardini versus our very our former Primavera player, Marco Benassi, who again is also a, a player who I wish we'd never sold, uh, as I think I've mentioned on the show a million times. 
I wish you'd hung on to him uh, and, and maybe loaned him out, as, uh, or at least not sold him, at least not given him as payment for D'Ambrosio. Uh, <coughs> who do you, who do you, who's, who's, the, who's the better player for you guys? Uh, Max, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go with Gagliardini here uh, just because of all the reasons I stated in uh, the player of the month for, for February. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I love the kid. I just think uh, he embodies uh, everything Inter should be. And, uh, yeah, uh, Benassi's good, and I hope we sign him in the summer, but uh, I'm going with Gagliardini. What about you, Mo? Yeah, again, I, uh, I, got, I got definitely, like you, have a soft spot for, uh, for Benassi. I thought he was going to be... Uh, Part of the Inter project for many many years, uh, but uh, it's all about uh, Galia love at the moment, you know. So uh, <laughs> ain't nobody got anything on our boy now, you know. That's right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I let's move on, and then um, finally, um, when it comes to you know somewhat, I'm not saying they're the same, but they do kind of remember each, remind uh, one of one another. Uh, when it comes to making, you know, being brilliant, but mixing, but as, as you so eloquently said, sometimes their brain doesn't seem to function properly. Um, who, whose brain functions slightly better, uh, or whose brain functions properly, Joe Hart or Samir Handanovic? Mo. Uh, so I'll, I'll take uh, this is one of those rare occasions where I'll stand up in uh, Samir's defense. <laughs> only because I don't think there's a bigger, like, the only bigger joke than Joe Hart in the world of uh, international goalkeeping is poor Claudio Bravo. But, uh, yeah, no, Joe Hart's, uh, Joe Hart's a calamity. He's, uh, he's a liability. He's a poor guy. <laughs> what about you, Max? Who's, who's, who's got a slightly more functioning brain? Joe Hart or something? <laughs> Well, I, I don't want to get Mohammed mad at me. Um, I, Handanovic, I rate Handanovic. Like, I, I wrote about this before. I think he continues the proud tradition of inter-goalkeepers like Toldo and Zenga and Pagliuca and Julio Cesar. I mean, Handanovic, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so. I, I, I got to say I agree with you there. And I... I, as I said, Mo, I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to piss you off, but I really like. I really, really think that he's a good. I, I agree with 100% with Max said. Sure, he makes mistakes, but I mean, did you? I mean, in the second half, that beautiful save. Did you see that? I can't remember. Yeah, who yeah, it was. yeah. I think it was Gomez. I'm not sure. Did you see that banana shot like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the left, uh, left oh, post. My. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jesus, yeah. what a save that was! And then we, and by then. We were six yeah. one up. <laughs> there, there was also a, a point blank header, right, and uh, for the box. I can't remember also in the second half. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, again, like I don't, I don't want to hate. Like I, I don't hate on him. Like maybe I do, but keep <laughs> <laughs> real here. Probably, we want, yeah. We, I, I rate the guy. Like I just, I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I don't want to hate on him. Come on. He's your D'Ambrosio. What D'Ambrosio is to me, he's not going to Come on. Let's keep it real here. I, I mean, let's be honest. We, we all have our players that we don't like, okay? Yeah, they yeah. Get under, they get under our skin that annoy the crap out of us. D'Ambrosio pisses me off just by, just by coming on the pitch. And <laughs> like, I think Handanovic has gotten under your skin a little bit, too. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, um, let's, um, before we move on, that kind of brings us uh, brilliantly into the uh, prediction part of the show. But before we do, I, I really want to give a shout out to, to, um, to uh, Torino's midfield and attack, because I think the attacking trio of Jajic, Belotti and Falke, together with their brilliant midfield of two, you know, Baselli and, and Benassi, I really, really rate this team. However, their defense is a complete shambles. There are goals to be had. Maximovic is, is a joke. Oh, no, sorry, he doesn't play there anymore. Or does he? I'm, I'm confusing myself now. Uh, but no, the, their defense is an absolute joke. And Mihailovic, God bless him, although he was a good defender, he's not really good at teaching players to defend or organizing a defense. I mean, uh, they've got De Silvestri, Rossettini, and Moretti, uh, Molinaro, uh, Zapacosta, who I do... Molinaro. 
Yeah, Molinara. Uh, they, they have uh, Zapacosta, who I do rate um, uh, as, a, as a left back. He's a young, young, decent left back. But other than that, their defenders suck. And then they have, what's his face? Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Shrewsbury, Joe Hart in, 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 in the back there, who, 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 who's just, oh, he's, 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 he's not good. He, I'm sure he's a brilliant guy at something, but he, he's not good at goalkeeping, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think there are goals to be had here. And if we can pull off the same kind of performance in terms of, in terms of patience and in terms of discipline and concentration... I think that we could we could again score for fun in this game. Um, so I'm going to go first and say I think we're going to win 4-2. Belotti is going to score two goals. Icardi is going to score two goals. Kondogbia is finally going to score. And so is uh, Kandreva. So 4-2 Inter. What about you, Mohamed? I, yeah, I, I, I think we're, we're winning. I hope. I, I, I feel that we're going to win. I also like like you, you know, uh, like Torino haven't kept a clean sheet in eight games, so they're definitely going to concede. So there's no. Uh, I feel like maybe we're going to keep a clean sheet for a change, you know, uh, and it's a two nil with Icardi and Banega. Why not? Uh, what about you, Mo? Do, uh, sorry, what about you, Max? Do you think that Miranda will put the 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 rooster on the chopping board and cut off his head, or do you think? That the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to make that joke. Oh boy! Uh, I had to. I had to make. That oh joke. dear! Do you, or do you think that the? Do you think that the rooster will 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 impregnate a few chickens in the defense? <laughs> I think we're going to concede. Absolutely. We. I mean, I call them the killer bees. Um, we're going to have to keep keep the killer bees in check. Um, I'm not as optimistic uh, as you for the goals. Torino played us tough at San Siro early in the year, and we needed that wonderful spin and top corner blast by Icardi two minutes from time to win that game 2-1. Uh, and I think it's going to be the same scoreline once again. I think Icardi's going to get both, and we're going to not escape, but uh, we're going to leave uh, Torino with a 2-1 victory heading into the international break uh, with some really, really good momentum. Um, That'd ahead be of what, amazing. Yeah, of, ahead of what's going to decide our Champions League uh, fate in April. So yeah, I think I think we're going to win. It's hard to it's hard to bet against Inter at this point. Um, it's just been a joy to watch the last couple of weeks. And yeah, two one for the good guys. Nice one. Right, let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute, mock, as well as rip the piss out of something that has happened or someone in the world of football, starting with the Frog of the Week with Mr. Max DeLuca. Had a little trouble with the Frog of the Week uh, this week. Uh, went back and forth on a, on a bunch of things. So there was... Nothing really hilarious. Like in Croatia, uh, we were just talking about it at uh, ultras, but a, a masked hooded ultra ran onto the field with like a crowbar and a stick to attack the referee right in the middle of the game. Right? Yeah, I'm going to tweet the, out the video. Like, and no security to be found, and the referee's backtracking furiously, and rightfully so, because this hooded ultra has like. My grandpa would call it a bastone, like a stick or a crowbar of some sort. And the police finally come on the field, and it's just like, oh, my God. Then I was thinking of going with Maradona just because of his Icardi, oh. his Icardi obsession. Like, really? Uh, Maradona is a man of morality? He's one to pontificate <laughs> about morals? And, like, it's just, come on. This is coming is from a so guy who, hilarious. Yeah, who almost ate and drank himself to death, and he's worried. Yeah, it's... So I finally went with uh, outsidedly for this one. I went with Luis Suarez just just for oh. his diving in, in. I mean, everyone. Oh, yeah. and again, I have to admit, I'm biased against Barcelona. I loathe them just as much as Juventus because they're like the pretty girl at the at the beauty pageant who probably will win the beauty pageant anyways. But they resort to all these tricks and all these underhanded and yeah, just Suarez yeah. diving like the. The risk and reward. We need to do something about this in football. Like he risks a yellow card at most. 
right? And what's the reward? A penalty. A huge penalty yeah. that basically won them the game, won them the tie. So, yeah, that, it's embarrassing, and we need to get, Bar- we need to kick it out of football. Barcelona's hypocrisy to me. I'm, I'm Thank you. Be, I'm, I mean, it's, it's... Go on a rant, Nima. Come on. Oh, my God. Do you, how, <laughs> how long have you got? I mean, this club, this, don't even get me started. I, I, was, I was five years old when my hometown team, IFK Gothenburg, handed their asses back to them in the semifinal of the European Cup, or Champions League as it's known now. And then in the return leg, they resorted to every single dirty trick in the book they won 3-0, they, 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 they harassed the referee to disallowing our, our uh, goal for, for reasons which I still don't know, 20 years on, why. <laughs> and the way they treated, with, they got their fans to stand outside of the hotel, uh, of our hotel, of our players' hotel, to keep so that they couldn't sleep all night. They, they just, they didn't allow, I mean, they did the same thing to Inter, I might add, in 2010 too. This, this, and this ridiculous notion of how football is, and everyone, anyone who opposes three midgets or smurfs passing the ball in triangles, is, that's the only way to play football. And anyone who doesn't like to play that way is a murderer of football. I mean, they're like the, you know, you, see, you call them the, the, the girl in the beauty pageant. I like to say that they're like the girl who preaches abstinence but then gives hand jobs for a cheeseburger in the parking lot. <laughs> Their hypocrisy knows no bounds. I mean, don't even get me started. And, and, and Sergio, I mean, Sergio Busquets and his Mr. Peekaboo, oh no, they disgust me. And I'm just, I, I'm, I'm finally, I, I got to say though, when Mourinho had his rants against them saying his famous Por qué press conference about why Barcelona, why Chelsea, why Inter, Always, always Barcelona. Different teams, but always Barcelona. Everyone chastised and, you know, t- you know, basically, you know, crucified Mo F- Mourinho for being an asshole and being unsportsmanlike and blah blah blah. Now, it seems that the shit has finally hit the fan, and they're like, oh, they always do this. Yeah, they've been doing this for 35, 40 years. So cut the crap. They've always been doing this. This is in their DNA. So from that aspect, I agree with you 100%. They are the Barcelona of Spain. And they are even, they are exact, they're hypocrites. Complete and utter hypocrites. And I can't stand them. And I just think that the only reason why people have turned against them now is because they were stupid enough, from a PR perspective, to buy Luis Suarez, the most hated man in football, pretty much. And when he did what he did, because he's always done these things, I mean, the handball in the World Cup, his... His, his incessant need for a muzzle on the pitch, otherwise he'll bite you. I mean, you know, stuff like that is, you know, that, that I think this time, just because it was Suarez, if it was Messi, not a word. I guarantee you that. If it was Neymar, not a word. If it was anyone else, they wouldn't have said anything. The only time anyone wouldn't have said anything, the only reason why people have, are, are finally waking up and smelling the coffee is because they don't like Luis Suarez. And I find that a little bit hypocritical as well. Nice. <laughs> well, you asked for a rant, you got one. That was, that was uh, some hard stuff, man. Good run. Signed, sealed, and delivered. All right. <laughs> right. Let's move on to, uh, on the keeping on the negative, uh, tr- negative side of things. It's uh, this week's Moji with Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Yeah, thanks. Um, I don't know if this guy is a moji or a frog, uh, Andrea Petania, uh, Atalanta, <laughs> coming out and saying, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, know he's, I know he's just a little kid, but you, you, you don't go to, uh, you don't say siamo il big uh, about uh, Atalanta right before you go to the Miazza to play, uh, to play Inter. It's just, it's shit like, like, he should know that shit like this comes back to bite you in the ass in a big, big way. And he looked like such a dope. You know, and the camera kept on zooming on his face all through the game, and he looked like such a dope for the entire 90 minutes, goal after goal after goal, and he's like completely in Miranda's pocket. I don't even recall him touching the ball, honestly, outside of uh, the 18, inside of the 18-yard box. He, he was completely decimated. Ansaldi had a great game against him as well. Whenever he'd uh, try and drift on Atalanta's right-hand side, 
it was uh, yeah, really, really stupid stuff. And I guess uh, you live and learn. Huh? It just it makes it makes it so much sweeter knowing that he's a he's a Milan uh, Primavera player as well. You know, it's good. I good. I gotta say that for me, my favorite part of all of that is him saying that uh, we not only saying that Atalanta are a big club just like Inter, but the the end the rest of that quote goes. I'm positive we will finish Inter in the Serie Well, you might just do that, but you didn't. You just got your ass handed back to you. It, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was brilliant. I mean, he, you know, don't smack talk like that. I mean, it's one thing if you're Slatan and you smack talk, or but you're Andrea Petania playing for Atalanta. You're not Zlatan Ibrahimovic at the dawn of his age playing for Man United, carrying Man United. You know what I mean? Like it just it becomes a little bit like of a farce, in my opinion. So I, I agree with that, Moji, 100%. Absolutely, it was a silly statement, and he learned a valuable life lesson. <laughs> one, can, one can hope. One can hope at least. One can hope. You never know about this goddamn Pokemon generation. They <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> generation. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started don't get me started otherwise we're here for three hours <laughs> right uh, let's move on uh, we were going to have Eduardo uh, to present uh, this week's uh, Morati uh, but instead I'm going to present it for him so here's this week's Morati with myself oh my god he is beautiful he is beautiful yeah um, we Inter, we celebrated 109 years on the 9th of March uh, this year, only four or five days ago, uh, from the day we're recording this. Uh, and Inter were founded with the words, Brother, we si chiamerà internazionale perché noi siamo fratelli del mondo. These famous words that we name the club internazionale because we are brothers in the world. And nowhere else is that true, I think, than how it was illustrated by the Indonesian Inter fan club who have almost over, I think they have over 80,000 members. They have something like, yeah, they have 80,000 members. They have over a a hundred chapters, okay? They have over a hundred chapters and they celebrate, they held this 109 for the the Atalanta game. They always uh, arrange uh, matches for uh, like uh, like uh, they always organize to see the games together for every match and uh, they they rent out these incredible auditoriums where like hundreds of people are there this time they had flown in and invited Walter Zenga to uh, yeah <laughs> you know what i mean though and also the tifo they and the singing it was i mean it's under uh, they're called at indo club uh, inter uh, uh, Interclub Indo, sorry, Interclub Indo on Twitter, and we're gonna tweet, re, um, retweeted their their amazing tifos that they did, uh, videos and stills, and I just gotta say, wow, these guys, they're amazing. It, they're so big, they're so organized, and they are so so passionate. And I've gotten know, I've gotten to know so many, I've I've gotten to know so many friends uh, from Indonesia because because of this and. To, so to the people behind uh, the Indonesian uh, Interclub, for me, I salute you. The hat is uh, you know, officially lifted, and you are the most deserved Morati of the week we've had in a long, long time. Complimenti. Well done. Salute. Salute. Uh, I know that um, uh, Eduardo, wanted, uh, Eduardo would have, uh, he told me he would have, t- he, for him, the, uh, the Morati of the week was Condogbia, but I feel that... Uh, I, f- I just feel that given given what these guys pulled off and what they do week after week, uh, and, they, and and you know they we, we don't you know we, they never really get that much uh, recognition for it. But I, I really wanted to 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 give pay tribute to them. So I'm sorry, Eduardo. And also, like you guys, like you mentioned, also a special shout out to Mauro Icardi for going over to uh, Marco Andreoli following the sad passing away of his father and uniting the team and showing. Uh, solidarity with him. I thought that was. I think that that's a worthy, worthy Moratti as well. Right. Uh, that was all I think we had for this week. Uh, but before we go, I've got some trivia for you guys. Um, in the beginning of the show, I said that Inter uh, broke a bunch of records this week against uh, 
Atalanta scoring uh, seven goals uh, against one, and that Icardi scored, uh, and that Icardi uh, scored uh, beat a record as well uh, when he scored uh, <coughs> three goals in only nine minutes. Do you know? Do any of you guys know who and when? he took the record from, meaning the previous holder of the record who scored the fastest hat-trick uh, wearing an Inter shirt. Do you know who that was, and do you know when it was? You want to... Yikes. Um, was, it, was it Giuseppe Miazza? I'll, I'll let Mo uh, reply, and then we'll, okay. I'll say what it was. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I can uh, I just uh, googled it right now so I can uh, I can uh, or is it Sandro Mazzola? No, uh, it's, no. It's, uh, it was on the October 26, 1947. Oh. Benito Veleno Lorenzi scored three okay. goals in 14 minutes against Lucchese in a match that finished six 0 where the where Benito Lorenzi scored four goals, but three of them came in only 14 minutes which has now been surpassed and beaten by a certain Mauro Icardi. Complimenti. I wish you would have told us that before you were asking that question so we could look all smart in front of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, you, you, compared my, you compared my question to Nonna's pasta and uh, you didn't cup. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> So I think you I think you hold your own there, Max. You yeah, served yeah. me. I've been served. There we go. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, the, I I want to thank uh, Eduardo for the brief moment and uh, curse his internet provider. Uh, and I'd also like to thank Mo for joining. Thank us. you very much. Thank you as always. Always a pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. And Max. Yeah, always a pleasure, guys. And I think we should shoot for maybe uh, Interclub Indonesia will fly us in for a live pod or something. I think that should be a goal going forward. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. I'll definitely for tag them uh, in the message and see what they say. Uh, I, I also want to thank I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Eduardo once again. And until next week, I'm your host Dima Tali Rutsari, wishing you a good week and sempre e solo forza. Inter. It's part of the map.